the following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers podcast brought to you by the CSPN. I am one half of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante on Twitter, a.k.a. Confucius, a.k.a. It is, fist, it is festive, festus, and um, I would just like to say now is the time for you to get out all your grievances and leave that shit in 2017 and don't bring it in 2018, a.k.a. Uh, y'all too old to be wilding on the internet, um, a.k.a. Um, don't um, be afraid to question things, especially if they're coming from a nigga wearing a Frederick Douglass wig. And I'm all, as always, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Yes, it is your girl. It is I, the one and only is Candace, a.k.a. London and Mommy on Twitter. The artist formerly known as Intense Desire. Um, but you can, you can follow me on Twitter at London and Mommy. Or, but I prefer you follow the Ratchet Rambling page because that is where we discuss a lot of the stuff that we talk about aka uh your mama is a ho 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 uh aka uh i bet your daddy got some eggnog for your mama um happy holidays uh yeah it is is christmas eve eve correct and uh, and we here and uh correct probably when you hit it Probably when Classic released this episode, it'll be either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So, in, in advance, happy holidays, motherfuckers. Happy motherfucking holidays. Um, I wanted to try to get a, like, a all-star Christmas episode, but uh, we've been busy. It's been a busy week for everybody. So, I'm going to start today working on getting an all-star cast for the New Year's episode because more than likely the, ne- the last episode or the first episode is going to be released either on the 31st or the 1st. So I'm going to try to get um, our favorite resident in here, Trillificent. Um, I am going to try to get uh, my baby father, a.k.a. The Wallet, uh, a.k.a. I got papers on the nigga. Hey, a.k.a. London rules him with an iron fist, aka um, my husband on here, aka um, Chilean sea bass, aka Clevelandian sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna try to see what Lexi is doing, maybe uh, see what Rod has going on, see what Tay is getting into. Either way, we're gonna try to get a couple guests in, and we are going to give you a spectacular episode going into 2018 and so correct uh, correct so let's get the church announcements out the way so we can get going so um, go ahead jeremy yes if you um enjoy our nigga ass podcast you can go to our podcast network website cspn that's cspn.us and you can click that podcast tab and 
click on Ratchet Ramblings. Listen to all of our episodes thus far. And I would just like to say, since the season, thank you to everyone that has been supporting us. Um, it seems like just yesterday, me and Candace started this shit. And it's because of you, the fans, and all of the support that we have gotten on social media and on Twitter that we are doing this shit. And um, I, we would just like to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And we are going to continue to be pieces of shit on this podcast uh, critiquing these other pieces of shit on reality TV. And if you like us, um, you can li- do however you listen to us. You can uh, share the show, like the show, leave us reviews, leave us ratings. We'll read them on the air. And as far as the, putting a little um, price of the brick on it, you can go to our page on our website and go to that Keep Our Podcast Free tab and shout with all of our sponsors. Uh, this nigga classic, I don't know uh, what... Um, I don't know how he has gotten us all these goddamn sponsors this year, but I ain't complaining because he's the CEO and the boss list. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up and let him cook. Um, and he has a variety of sponsors for us. And every purchase with our sponsors that you make through our website, it will just give him a portion of the brick so he can keep the lights on and keep all of our shows on the CSBN free. So you won't have to pay to listen to me sound like uh, some um, some some Clevelandian sea bass and some, some Atlantean catfish. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> ATL and catfish. <laughs> uh, Caspian, yeah, so, Caspian catfish. Uh, uh, before we ATL and catfish, me and you, hush puppies and catfish. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you wild. We ain't even started the damn show yet, and you wild. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, one quick thing. So I am, I have tried to get into the holiday spirit in the last minute because it's London's first Christmas. And though she won't remember any of this, she will, we will have photo memories because I will take pictures of everything down to her little tree with her first ornament on it. She yes. has plenty of gifts. I found Christmas stockings with our initials on it and, you know, everything. So I go to a floral website and I order some. Christmas flowers for the house. Order a white poinsettia because white poinsettias are hard to find. Typically, they only sell like red ones. So they deliver me a red and white poinsettia. That's not what I ordered. I call the lady. She like, well, we could refund you 15% of your order. Oh, no, the fuck you can't. You can reorder me the whole price of the goddamn poinsettia. I know, right? Because if, if I wanted a red poinsettia, I could have went to my local grocer and paid $10 for one and called it a day. Correct. Do not well, fucking play with me, lady. You're not finna give me a half of the brick. You finna give me the whole brick. The hell you think this is? Yeah. Um. And so I ended up arguing her down to refunding me for half the point, half the price of the poinsettia, which is fine because the poinsettia is still absolutely gorgeous. It's like red and white, where like it's sunburst. It looked like a sunburst. It's white going into red, and so it's really hard to find those in the grocery store too. So it wasn't a finesse. They should have just got my shit right in the first place, and we wouldn't have had to go there. Right. But, don't play with me or my money, and I got my poinsettia. Especially if something dealing with my my child. Don't you don't don't play with me. Yeah, don't play with my baby first Christmas, y'all. I ain't with the games. Uh, I ain't with the shits. It ain't sweet. No, it ain't. But uh, moving on, it's been an interesting week on social media, and not in the fact that it's been a lot of a lot of like weird drama because it hasn't been. Thank God we've had a a, a drama break on Twitter, but uh, correct. What happened was, so uh, Umar let my people go, Wig Johnson. Um, <laughs> first, hold on, wait, before you go, first of all, first of damn all, I would just like to say, 
that Negro's whole ass, real ass, his mama gave him this damn name is fucking Jermaine Shoemaker. So that should let you know, first of all, this motherfucker ain't paying after a goddamn thing. Continue, Candace. Yeah, his name Jermaine. Is Jermaine Shoemaker? Is that yes. what you said? Yeah, shit crazy. Um, he pretty much posted some some uh some tour dates with some court papers where the board of psychology in Harrisburg, PA, is uh holding a hearing. Uh, we don't know exactly what the part of the paper he posted. Uh, just says that they are having a hearing. And so he has taken to Twitter to say that black people have been calling the Board of Psychology to get his license revoked and this, that, and the third. And um, that's not how it works, guys. Okay, please. That's not how any of this works. That's not how it works. Anybody, uh, any professional who uh, has to obtain a state certified licensure to practice uh, anything... Um, people can't just call and say, hey, I don't like them. Revoke their license. Um, people can't just, people from Twitter can't call and say, hey, you know Umar Johnson? Yeah, that nigga be talking crazy on Twitter. Revoke his license. Like, they can't, they can't call up to the board and be like, hey, you know, um, Umar, like, the front closure on his wig is just too tight, and I don't like that shit. Revoke his papers. He ain't pluck it. He ain't plucked apart. Revoke his license. It don't work like that. Like, for the state, for the board of psychology to be having this hearing, and for his license to be on the line, there he had to have actually possibly done something that could be against the ethics attached to his license. Correct. And that's what it is. There is a before they can do anything, they have to investigate it. At the very most, while they investigate the claims brought against him. If that's what happened, if that's what we still don't know what is going on. He hasn't told the truth about the situation, just that the board of psychology is having a hearing against him. So we don't really know what's happening. But if there was claims against him and the board is investigating him at the very most, he can't practice psychology in the state of Pennsylvania. Correct. Because as a medical professional, uh, even me as an engineer, if I... If I have a PE in Ohio, I can't go to Pennsylvania and say, okay, I got an Ohio PE, so I can use my PE here. No, I have to get a PE in every state that I want to be considered a licensed and practicing engineer in. So I have to get a PE in Pennsylvania to practice in Pennsylvania. I got to get one in Georgia to practice in Georgia. Got to get one in California to practice in California. That's how it works. Same thing with medical professionals. So Right now, he can't, at the most, he can't practice psychology in Pennsylvania. Nothing more, nothing less. That's it. Um, This hearing, they might say, okay, we're going to investigate and you can't practice until we finish this investigation and render our decision. Or they might say, uh, these claims were made against you. We don't find them to be substantial. So we're throwing this, this the case out, but we are just letting you know, ABCD, we're putting you on notice, whatever the case might be. We don't really know what's happening. So for, and I say this to say this, Dr. Umar Johnson, in my opinion, uh, intellectually preys on black people who don't have the same education and resources and access to resources as he does. Because even the way that he presented that information, 
uh, he left it so that black people who don't know how licensure works could interpret it any kind of way. So we, I've seen people saying black people about to get Dr. Umar stripped of his degree. One, you can't get anybody stripped of a degree unless they earned it under false pretenses. That's one. So if you got your degree and you earned it, you did your schoolwork, you passed your finals, you graduated, your tuition paid up, nobody can ever take your degree away from you. Two, you can't, your license doesn't just get revoked because people don't like you. You have to violate the code of ethics that you took when you were sworn in and you received your license. But the way he presented it, he presented it as if any old Joe Schmo could call and get your license revoked. And that's just not true. And so I, he does, uh, one thing black people love is educated black people. We revere at highly educated black people as a pinnacle of black excellence. And we tend to take things that highly educated black people say as fact, no fiction and law. And Dr. Umar is no different. And <clears throat> it'll, it's, I've seen it like, well, Dr. Umar, he's a psycho, he's a black psychologist who better to speak on issues affecting a black psyche and a black state of mind and a black community than a black psychologist. I'm going to believe what he says. Cause he went to school. He has a degree in psychology. He's a licensed psychologist. He's a doctor. I'm not. So I can't, I don't, I don't know how to see if what he's saying is right or wrong. So I feel like the same way that the Dr. Umar's of the world talk about how black people believe everything that white people say is law. And we've been brainwashed by white people. I feel like at times we're brainwashed by black people that we deem as high up on the intellectual ladder. We take everything as they say that they say is law. And it's right. And it cannot possibly be wrong. And that to me is dangerous as well. And I also feel like they, I also feel like the Dr. Umars of the world know that black people will never truly have the access to education and resources that we should. So they will never have to worry about people getting that same education that they have and being able to question everything they say. Like, it sounds good when you know people can't reach that goal line. Like everybody, oh my God, everybody should be millionaires. Hell yeah. Who? So what happens when everybody becomes millionaires? We have to, the, the goalposts would then change if everybody could become millionaires. If everybody could become, if every black person could become a Dr. Umar, and then every black person started to question everything that Dr. Umar says, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be who he is. Well, I, first of all, I do agree. Um, I would second, I would just like to add to that where the problem is, well, it's two problems here. One, there are educated black people that do call out the Umars, you know, other educated black people that do call out the Umars and all this and third. The problem is um, people don't believe them niggas. <laughs> That's it, sadly, you know, they don't because it's like, and I think one thing, and me and you touched on it on when we, before we pregame, and I said this, like, there are like legit conspiracies and things that have been done to the black community and to us for centuries like centuries of like abuse and pain and like you said, and like you said not the access to resources as we should and you know quite frankly like lack to education as we should and like that you know there has been some you know fear in the black community is like well black, white folks just brainwashing us and all that and the umos of the world take advantage of that and like they i mean for lack of a better word i mean it, it, it's predatory and it's a scam. Like the what, like you said, the way he presented it, like the nigga presented it, while at the same time promoting a farewell tour 
to Africa. Like then they sh- then they shut down his GoFundMe that he was taking for the tour to for the farewell tour to go to Africa. Like he like he is an an intellectual predator, and as we have seen over the years, and um, especially uh, this year, like there are many ways to be a predator other than just physical. And he is an intellectual predator, and he preys on uh, other black people that are just looking for something like some kind of answers. And who don't have the education that he has or that other black people have or, you know, whoever. And he preys on that and gets them to follow him while also, I mean, for lack of a better word, and this is why, you know, last year, whenever the fuck I said this shit, like I was, I called Hotels the Ankh, right? Like he's doing all this shit while, while at the same time literally promoting all of the isms and phobics and all that of white supremacy. So it's really trash and it's really... Um, it's really disgusting, honestly, when you think about it. Because it's like, you can't be... Because I, I saw somebody... I saw one person defending this nigga talking about... Like you said, it came it's like, he a doctor. How can you... How can y'all be hating on someone that's so pro-black? And somebody... I think it was somebody in the LGBTQ community. It was like, hold the fuck up now. How can he say he pro-black and this motherfucker hates me for my existence? Because, because I'm gay or I'm trans or I'm bi or whatever the fuck. So... You know what I mean? Like, it's sad, and, like, he's nothing more than a con artist. I don't think, you know, like you said, no ordinary Joe Schmuck can, you know, get his license revoked. It has to be, he has to violate some code of ethics. Now, with that said, I mean, knowing the type of shit that he does, I'm pretty sure some kind of way he is violating some kind of goddamn code. But it's not like other black people that don't like him can get his shit taken. It has to be from the board, like you said. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, like anybody anybody in, in the professional world understands how licensure works and, and what it takes to lose a license and that you actually have to be caught doing something unethical to lose a license. But uh Hey Landa uh, <laughs> She just got in trouble with her dad. Mm. <laughs> but uh Oh she is yeah. upset. <laughs> <laughs> But it just—I don't know. I like—I I've never really studied the the works of him because I feel like uh, he does a lot. Uh, yeah. I feel like he—I feel like he works on the by way of shock value, and I feel like if you're going to be a shock value type of person, you have to be ready for the pushback that you get. Right. Because uh, there was a there was. Something he made a comment about, uh, like autism and ADD and misdiagnosing, yeah. and and it was like he was so close to having a valid point, and then he blamed it on black women. Yeah, and then he said that it didn't exist at all, and it was like you you were right, you were right there. You could have stopped right there. At a lot of black kids are misdiagnosed with these things, especially ADHD. ADHD is the default for we don't want to figure out why your kid could be having some behavioral issues. So we just going to say they have ADHD and throw them on meds to make them sit down and be quiet and suck the life out of them. But then, but to say it does not exist at all, when we know that it exists, we know that autism affects more than just black children. We know that ADHD affects more than just black children when it, when it's properly diagnosed. Why can't you ever just stop where the research exists. Why do you have to go into an area where you've not done the actual research to back up your claims? 
And I can see that being an issue that causes problems for his license. Yep. So, so yeah. Yeah, it's some, like I said, like the example that you just gave, like th- there are legit things that probably his, that I'm, like, like I said, I'm pretty goddamn sure he has violated some kind of ethics, if not a lot. They're just, it's just not, now that, that, you know, his, the board is looking into it. But the way he was presenting it, like, oh, well, black people just hating on me because they disagree with my, first of all, nigga, for, first, for, but when we go into 2018, can we leave, uh, that well, listen. There are there are things and there are opinions that you can definitely disagree with. Uh, you don't disagree with someone's humanity, and like I said, his attacks on the on black women over the years, and um, particularly the um, LGBTQ community, like you don't di- get to disagree with someone's humanity. And so, for all the people that were saying like well, y'all just hate him because he disagreed. And blah blah blah. It was somebody in my damn mentions, and I you you can tell like when I'm really bored, where it's like I know that this person is off their rocker, but I just entertain them until you know I feel tired or whatever. Then I mute them or whatever, like or block them or whatever the fuck. And it was some nigga. I just made a joke about Umar, and this and it was some nigga that just came in my mentions, just saying all types of shit that I know he wouldn't say to my face, and like homophobic slurs and shit. And I'm like, this is the type of people that Umar. Gets like this is the type of people that he and, and he knows it like like you say I don't think he's dumb in a sense like he know what he's doing like he know he can get these people um and like I said sad the black people that have some kind of like I said just just don't have the resources to know that what he's saying is bullshit or either have some type of ism or phobic in their heart and he plays off that shit for his own monetary gain so I'm pretty sure he's violated some kind of ethics. It's just the way he presented it, like, oh, well, these black people just hating on me because they disagree with my opinion. No, nah, nigga. No. Nah, no. Nah. No. That that that's not that's not how this works. That's not how any of this shit works. Yeah, and that's not how you about to act like it works. So then that, yeah, that was he that was my little rant on that for today. Like I feel like he full of shit and he knows what he's doing and he just likes to he likes to teeter the line and and put certain information into the hands of the uh, ill-informed and let them run off into the moonlight with it. Yeah. Uh, Had them out here looking stupid. Correct. So, yeah. Uh, Next up on the docket. So, uh, um, I'll take this one because I know you don't uh, really uh, deal too much with Joe Budden since y'all blocked each other at uh, 50 score and 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I might have to tell Joe to block you. But Joe, as everybody knows, Joe Button, Joe Button has a, a a podcast, and it's called Our Name Is Podcast later. But in that, Joe Button ended up uh, doing a podcast type video show, TV, YouTube show called Everyday Struggle through Complex Magazine, and uh, it picked up a lot of steam really quickly. And we saw uh, through everyday struggles, we saw the infamous uh, Migos academics meme birth at the uh, BET Awards. Awards. That was that was everyday struggle. We saw uh, some classic reading for for filth from drop from uh, Joe of academics. You know, telling him that he really need to learn how to move with integrity and stop being a do boy in the industry for these rappers. And uh, Joe. Uh, 
is in a relationship with San Santana, who we uh, briefly saw for a season or so, on two two seasons on Love and Hip Hop. And when she was a uh, initially, she was the girlfriend of Erica Mena, and then she was the ex of Erica Mena. <clears throat> um, but she moved on from that. She and Joe just recently had a a son, so congratulations to them on the birth of their son. Um, while Joe while Sin was giving birth and acclimating to life as a new mom. Uh, Complex decided to uh, let Joe go from everyday struggle. And the way that they went about it was very pussy. Uh, They pretty much had the person who was filling in for Joe while he was gone, DJ Folk, uh, get on Twitter and say, hey, Joe hasn't left everyday struggle. He's just out. He just had a baby. He's pretty much on paternity leave. And Joe got on Twitter and was like, hey, don't mention my fucking baby and my girl. Uh, I'm not on paternity leave you motherfuckers fired me basically because you didn't want to pay me the money I was worth for a show that I brought to you and a show that I made popular. Um, so after that, uh, Joe, uh, just recently inked a $5 million contract with Diddy and revolt to start a new podcast. Uh, the same type of show, like a, like kind of like a kind of almost like Jesus and Miro type show. Yeah. Uh, on Revolt TV, so five million dollars, five years, uh, and the first show is kicking off New Year's Eve. Uh, he and see the guy will be doing like a 2017 year review wrap up. Um, after that, Complex has lost over two hundred thousand YouTube subscribers since they let Joe go the way that they did, and uh, it because Mike told me about it, but it, I, I found an article on it too. Pretty much for multiple days in a row, Complex's YouTube subscribers has been in a negative. Because, you know, normally you gain followers, you lose followers. You gain, yeah. you lose. And, it, and then it balances out where you either in a positive or you're in a negative. Complex been in a negative since the Joe shit practically broke in terms of YouTube subscribers. Um, and then on top of that, uh, academics, who I like to call Sam's from Lean On Me. All right. Okay. So Sam's from Lean On Me, one of the only black people to use Twitch while he played video games, got on Twitch and had a rant about Deejus and Miro saying that they were hating on him and that TV is washed and fuck them niggas and this, that, and the third. And respect Deezus, me. Respect me. And Deezus and Miro are uh, classic New York niggas. Let me say that. And, yeah. I, and I, I mean this with the most, utmost respect. Classic yeah. New York niggas, once they know that they have you in your feelings, they are going to keep going until you are being cuddled by your mom. Like, they will not ease up. I've yeah. seen this behavior from New Yorkers on Twitter. I'm married to somebody who is from I was New York. just about to say that. <laughs> once they know that they have pushed your... Once they know that they have found your button, they're going to they gonna river dance on it. Right. But they're not going to stop. And so he posted another video and the nigga started crying in falsetto. Talking about, y'all might be getting emotional. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nigga was on that sound like dream. And uh, uh, Jesus told him, and I quote, he said, nigga, that complex money you just now getting, we turned that shit down four years ago. In other words, you broke. Call that man a whole ass broke boy. And then Miro blew a kiss at him. Listen, first of all, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. 
And then, hold on, then Jesus turned around and told him that he got coin star vocabulary. He don't speak real money. Uh, so let me, let, let me, let me, let me tell you something. When I saw that, I was like, this is how I'm going to end all my insults in 2018. Because that's the ultimate. kiss at me when we beefing. <laughs> that is the ultimate disrespect. If a motherfucker drag you, clown you. So you up here crying like uh, the dream and then blow a kiss at you, nigga. And you got to square up at that point. That's how I'm ending all my insults in 2018. Because that shit was fucking nigga. I, I felt secondhand embarrassment. That's yeah. how bad it was. Next time I argue with somebody on Twitter, I'm just putting mad kiss emojis in their mentions. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> no, you gotta do. You you can't even do like the emoji where it's like the face kissing. No, you have to literally put the kissing emojis in their missions with the lips and shit. Exactly. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. So I know. Uh, I know. Like Joe has caught a lot of flat for his past behavior. Definitely has had some shit going on with him, his personal life, and how he moved and and how he treats women. But on a professional side. Uh, one thing that Joe Button has always done has created a lane for himself. Yes. Uh, and he had a very valid message, and it was that uh, being as long as you're always creating, nobody can ever close a door in your face. Nobody yeah. can take anything from you as long as you're a creative. As long as you're always creating something for yourself, doing for yourself, making new lanes, new avenues for yourself, nobody can take anything from you. You can't take something from me. You can have that shit back. I can create something else for myself. And uh, he got $5 million to prove that's true. Yeah. That nigga like tweeted I... good morning in all caps. That nigga started tweeting like a millionaire now. Right. Nigga like, got that's 5 a... million from Diddy. He tweeting like Diddy now. Nigga tweeting like he inspirational. All right. Diddy, nigga nigga. Said, good, good morning with a bunch of exclamation points in all caps. Nigga, I replied to the shit millionaire tweet. Nigga gonna, nigga gonna start uh, posting Insta, uh, Facebook quotes and shit. Yeah. Nigga's about to get mad inspirational. Five million dollars to do that to you. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to do twenty five to five thousand dollars will make me tweet mad inspirational right now. Right, nigga. Listen, five, five thousand. I'll, I'll be up here quoting shit from the from the Bible. I'll be up here quoting fucking Leviticus. Don't play with me. Fifty dollars to make me post some inspirational shit. <laughs> I could find fifty dollars on the ground right now, and I'm gonna be like, you know what? Every day is a good day with God in your life. <laughs> Listen, let me find. Let me fuck around later on when I go to fucking Publix and when I step outside and find twenty dollars on the ground. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna come on to it and be like, you know what? God is good all the time and all the time. All God, the time is God is good. <laughs> With the Rick Ross grant, right? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, congratulations to Joe. That's big news. Uh, yeah, people, uh, I was just people who are not uh, making hip hop albums are not inking five million dollar deals every day like let's put some real emphasis on what it means to secure a five million dollar contract and you're not an athlete you are not signed to a major record label or any of that that's a lot of money for a podcast it is hey that, that's what we're we gonna try to do that we're gonna try to get this get this uh this white folks money yeah that's why, that why classic got us all these goddamn phones. He just went and got white folks money from a black man. That's that's levels. Right. That's levels. You know, that's how that's how we gotta we gotta uh balance it out. That's how we gotta take back the power. We gotta get we gotta get white folks money from 
by, given, given by a black man. That's how we got to do it. Yep. <laughs> That's how we got to even the playing field. Yeah, so big big uh, congrats to Joe. Uh, so let's finally get into the meat and potatoes of it. Oh, hold on. Wait, before we, before we do, before we do, I would just like to say, um, I, uh, <laughs> oh, the other day on social media, I, uh, because the jokes were flying about uh, DJ Academics, and rightfully so, um, I would just like to say that uh, I on social media, I uh, said that DJ Academics looks like a startled honey bun. And I would just like to say that I, I take I, I stand by that. I will vote on that. I, I, I will take a ballot on that. I regret nothing. Uh, the only thing I regret is that you know you love when a tweet go viral, but then at the same time you hate when a tweet, tweet go viral because my phone, this shit, notifications been coming in. I would just like to say, in fairness to everybody that's following me on social media, in fairness, it's not the worst thing I've said, in fairness. No. No, you're a terrible person. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, you were standing in your truth, and I couldn't add my little bits and pieces. Wow. <laughs> It'd be your own niggas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, with that, let's get into this fuckery. Uh, so I'm very disappointed in our winter version of reality TV. The theater, it's been theater. It's not been theater. It's Correct. Been theater. We've been getting some theater. Yeah, here a little, little, little dibble dabble, little dibble dabble here and there. Yeah. It ain't nothing to really write home about. Uh, I feel, I feel like the, I feel like the, I feel like the juice left with Black King Chicago. It definitely did. It definitely did. Yeah. Everything's so tired right now. It really is. So uh, you wanna? I only, you know what? Can we start? Let's start with a little hip hop because all I, really, the only thing I really got is that. <laughs> well, I got two things. One that <laughs> John, John, Jonathan Jonathan gonna put Neva Max out of business. <laughs> that motherfucker did. Raul from uh, Raul from where? Raul from babe? Raul from where? Oh, Grand Concourse. <laughs> <laughs> Raul from Grand Concourse. Hey, I ain't gonna name Raul from Grand Concourse. Look at name Raul. Grand Concourse. He should have knew that was a fake. He should have seen the signs. First of all, first of all, you should never. I don't give a damn where he from. You should never trust no nigga named Raul. That's number one. That too. That just that just add to the shit, like that, that just add to it. Nigga named Raul from Concourse, boy, boy. <laughs> hey, he, Raul hey, fuck it. Concourse. Fuck it. Uh, like I say, it's fucking uh, Jonathan. He got the. He got. He must have went on lipstick alley and found this shit. He gonna fuck around and put Neva Max out of business. He's like, nigga, you catfishing me. The hell you think this is? That he motherfucker. Really, uh, he startled me. He, all right. All right. <laughs> That's, that doesn't got that. <laughs> I was rather startled <laughs> with his carrying on. It was really weird. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> what are you doing? Nigga. Woo. <laughs> Hey, that motherfucker conk. I thought he was finna turn super saiyan for a minute. I was like, uh. Hey, no, the fuck you not. Okay. It uh, is a lot. It is a lot. And the motherfucker just walked off. He didn't say shit. He just walked off. Well, I mean, if I mean, he could. I mean, if we could. <laughs> <laughs> what can you fucking say to that? <laughs> you, hey, 
Jonathan, like, I just want to have a conversation. He's just motherfucker. I can't. I mean, you call. I mean, what What the hell am I saying? With me? <laughs> what I'm going to say, I'm trying to get dick off Tinder. Like, right. I Grinder. 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 Oh shit. That that I had that. And then the other thing I had was <laughs> how my ride in get work done and it and went <laughs> and it still be terrible. That's a story for another day. I'ma plead the fifth. Uh, <laughs> One, two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> hey. When you when when the titties you had before you got work done were were arguably better than the titties you got after the work done. That's a damn thing. Them titties hard. Them titties hard as a hard as Judy New York accent. Them uh, titties hard. All right, all right. I mean they. I mean they don't beat Mimi's, but but they. they it's, it's competition. They close. They yeah, close. they close. <laughs> they close. You look like you could bounce a nickel off of them. <laughs> So Mariah, Mariah Lynn titties, we got to start hashtag Mariah Lynn titties harder than just like we did for Mimi's because they 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 ain't Mimi level, but they up there, they up there. You de- you you definitely you definitely can snort some cocaine off them things. Yeah, you probably you could you could. You definitely could fuck around and get some angel dust off her titties. Yep. Uh, I think that's about it I have for love hip. Oh oh oh. Also, fucking. I love Snoop. I yeah yeah. Snoop yeah. the realest nigga on that show, and I fight anybody who disagree. Yeah, on on the on the highest of keys, yes, yeah, I agree. I can't, I can't, so I can't disagree. Mike had this joke that he would not let me steal. And I'm still <laughs> upset about it, but he said that if a stud beat you up, that you got to give her your dick. It's her dick now. Mike, you definitely married a New York nigga. <laughs> Definitely married a terrible individual. Definitely, ain't, ain't, ain't no hopeful under. She's gonna be a she's gonna be a terrorist. She is one now. But it's that's why, pre- why we call her we call her Big Mama Tuggies because she a crime boss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that adorable face, and she a ter- she she a terrorist already with such an adorable face. <laughs> Big Mama Tuggies. <laughs> that's her current nickname. She uh, will this, but uh. Yeah. When she, it, it's gonna be a rap when she start talking. It's gonna be a rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I heard that, Grant. <laughs> that was a nigga. Why you reminded me, Grant? I heard that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't have. Uh, I never thought we would find somebody as terrible as Lames are, but uh... it, it's mm, that's. Mm. We never, we never thought we would find like he is lamer than Cisco. That is a feat. I don't think people understand just how much of a feat it is for someone to be as lame, lamer than motherfucking Cisco has been consistently on Love and Hip Hop for years. And James all just show up like, "Hey, it me." Yeah. Like, do you know how lame you have to be to out lame Cisco? And this nigga is doing it in flying colors with every episode. It is a feat that I didn't think anybody could really get into. And you and you know what? And you know what? Also, uh, Sophie the body is a profession a professional homosexual. Correct. Which hurts my heart because I don't like uh, seeing broke bitches on TV because it gives men leverage. You bitches be broke too. 
Shut the fuck up. Talk Correct. about broke bitches. She broke, but still, you ugly. <laughs> yeah, bad on side. You know, but, take the yeah, good with that. But uh, she is a professional homosexual. It is rather offensive, honestly. Like, like getting in relationships to have shelter, that just seems so... Very Twitter. Very Twitter. Perfect description. Very yep. Twitterish. Yeah, very, 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 very aggressive eyebrow ish. Yeah, that's about it for love and hip hop that I yep. got. So, uh, hmm, what to next? Um, you want nah? Cause I, I'm, I'm gonna assume that we're gonna say marriage boot camp for last. I'm gonna assume. Uh, yeah. So, marriage medicine or real housewife? Uh, we could go uh real uh Real Housewives. Uh, okay. Married to Medicine. Married to Medicine was uh, uh, yeah, we could cover them two really quickly, so it don't matter which goes first. Let's go uh, Real Housewives. Okay. Um, I think the only thing I had well, well, first of all, let's let's get this out of the way. I don't. I have been consistent on this. Um, uh, Curtis uh has been consistent on this. Um. I, we had we really need to start a petition for them to change that goddamn wig that Sheree got in her confessionals. It don't make no damn sense. Um, in our chat earlier, I said this, and I'm saying here on the show, Sheree is too damn fine for them to have this t- terrible ass blonde wig in, uh, in her confessionals, looking like um, looking like a a a, re- uh, a rejected '60s um, jazz band singer. Like enough is enough, okay? I'm tired. Everybody's tired. That wig is trash. Stop it. Please get Sheree a new wig of her confessional. Please. Because this blonde anybody, wig. Is anybody, please, somebody help from the, bo- from the bottom of a thug's heart, please. Please. Save the wig. Save the wig. We're going to start a GoFundMe. Save, save Sheree's wig. Um, <clears throat> but, save Sheree's <clears throat> that fella. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna get to that, but <laughs> I was gonna say I'm fine. I'm glad that Sheree finally had a, a damn talk with her children. Uh, first of all, her damn son looked just like her. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, all of them do really, but her, especially her son. Like, her son looked just like her. And that nigga tall as shit too. You tell he finna, he gonna fuck around and be playing the uh, point guard for the Hawks for the big baller league. I <laughs> never lost. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you finally had that talk. Uh, <laughs> what am I saying? Nah, you say nah. I'm just laughing at that league. Oh, talking about big, <laughs> big ball. Never lost. <laughs> Fuck the NCAA. <laughs> Nigga said he gonna start a whole. Who 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 the ball gonna start that shit with? Did he? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the idea of it. He paying good money too. I might have to get. I might have to get a uh, gastric so I could get in the league. <laughs> I could be borrowing some of Mike urine. That's the physical. <laughs> Ma'am, is these titties? No. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That that's enough. That's I'm peeing messing though. Get out my face. <laughs> No, you know it won't be PMS. Look, you, you just like Tom Brady. You have a, a competitive spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Too far? Okay, cool. Uh, 
But yeah, Sharek had finally had that talk with her children, which was good. But since you brought, since we're here, <laughs> I mean, since we're behind bar, we might as well get to it. Um, <laughs> I had everybody on the cast is like, Sheree, girl, what? 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 No, seriously, girl, what? He behind bars? Like, you, what, huh? Uh, you know, and the thing that killed me was, she, Sheree was like, if he says who he say he is when he get out. Girl, what? <laughs> what? Huh? If, if he say he is who he say he is when he get out, um, shouldn't you have known that he is who he said he was when, before he went in? Like, what? Huh? <laughs> what? Many things. With Many things. Many beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. No common sense, though. Nothing. She, she, she has a lot of things, but no common sense. She, she ripped whole less. And then, like, when they, I look. They show her at the damn at the damn prison visiting him, and he she had on the damn wifey shirt. Hey, I read the article. Listen, <laughs> the article came out that he'd been sent to a prison in Mississippi because he was part of a scandal where prisoners was escaping the prison through holes in the fence and going to see their loved ones. And they were saying that he may have been going to see Charade during some of those escapes. Like they would leave, like during the yard, like during yard time. They would escape through like slits, cutting the fences, go see their loved ones and shit. Have like their loved ones waiting, pick them up, go get something to eat. Their favorite restaurants, go get some drugs to bring back in the jail, some cell phones, some snacks, some goodies. Go get some pussy and make it back before head count. Wow, Sheree up here, Sheree out here smuggling her damn prison bag. <laughs> hey, some shit you see in San Andreas or some shit. Like Sheree, what you doing? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, then Porsche, hey Porsche, Porsche went on a blind date with the Michelin Man. <laughs> 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You tell him, London. <laughs> mm. Hey, Porsche, mm. ch- <sighs> Porsche. Yeah, I that that yeah, like first 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 of all, first I I just got one real quick thing. First of all, Portia, Portia is dumb as a box of motherfucking rocks. She she really is. First of all, like even like when the people came to her house, like the two women for the matchmaker thing, they was like, uh, yeah, so you do a lot. And I can tell that we can tell that just by the rooms that you have in your house, and that's probably why you can't get nobody because you do a lot. <laughs> hey, how two white women, how two random white women come to your house and just by the, the rooms in your house can tell and that you fulfill, nigga? Yes. <laughs> Porsche, what Curtis always say, Porsche, you a danger girl. Like what you? What? Hey, I was like, uh, mm. Mm, mm. Mm. right, mm. um. So, so speaking of speaking of bad decisions, so, so so Kenya came back from the funeral and Port and Portia, I mean not Portia, uh, Cynthia finally uh confronted her like, yeah, I don't like when people talk about you, but also I do feel the way that I still ain't met your man yet. <laughs> like Cynthia, girl, girl, beloved, sis, you are damn near fifty. Well, no, hold on, wait. She is fifty, ain't she? Cause she, yes, cause we read her age on the show. I can't remember. But anyway, you look good for your age, but sis, you are damn t- bitch. 
You, you are too damn old. Miss you, bitch. You is too old. To not have a mind of your damn own. Is it Uchiwale or one might get some? To not are, have you, no. are, are you mad that the girl ha- ain't introduced? You're supposed to be her whole ass best friend. And it took people reading you for fifth on the last episode for you to grow back one and be like, yeah, I do feel some type of way that my best friend ain't let me met, met her, her husband yet. Ma'am. Miss Ma'am Bitch. Dearest. Miss Ma'am Bitch. And Candace just sitting there like, uh, yeah, girl, we've been telling you this. Like, what you doing? <laughs> Candace just sitting there like, girl. Like, we've been new. Right. Candace just sitting there like, I, mm. and, uh, so that's that. And then the other thing is when they went on the when 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 uh when her when when Cynthia uh, her boyfriend Will and Candy and Todd went on the damn boat and Candy was like, hey look, uh I done hit the streets um and I done did some vetting and uh your ass be up here on all these damn day shows. So like, is this another step to stone to come up for you or like what? Cause uh we need to know. We need uh, to know. Like, not to be funny, but that man fine as hell. He really don't need the uh he really don't need this as a come up because this season dried in the motherfucker anyway. So that's true. That's true. I agree. Not even funny, but like everybody, anybody that's like most people, a lot of people in Atlanta, and I'm talking about especially a lot of implants and shit like that. A lot of people that come to Atlanta come to Atlanta to get on. So him having been on dating shows and been on the scene and shit, that shit don't necessarily surprise me. Yeah. I think the one, the one that did surprise. Yeah, ain't from Atlanta. Yeah, I think the one that did surprise me though is when uh, Bravo pulled the uh, the the clip on the picture where he was in disguise on the Steve Harvey show. Now that one did surprise me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, other than that, it ain't. Yeah, it ain't too surprising. But you know, I mean, I mean, in fairness, everybody on that damn show has. And I, honestly, I feel like Candy was being pitied because, like, when they they did pull the tape, it was like everybody over the years I had any and everything to say about her and Todd, and so she and, and, and now she like, well, I guess it's my turn now. I'm like Candy, girl, Candy. Yeah, it was please. like everybody and their mama. Your own mama thought Todd was using you for money, girl. The whole, your own ass mama. Phaedra. So. <laughs> Phaedra. That man said he was coming to blow you the fuck out. Shout out to Lexi. <laughs> we, she, we got to get her back on here to do that damn impression. She do it so good. She do it so goddamn good. No, nobody impersonate Mama Joyce like Lexi Lexi. Correct. And we, we will vote on that on the ballot. We will book that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's about it. That's about Mama? it. Mama, say it. Oh, thank you for me. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah. Expert parenting here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That big girl. That mommy. That mama. Mama, 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 mama. Uh, so about married to medicine. Uh, I need Mariah to get a grip. Okay. <laughs> I think the whole episode, well, most of the episode was just like Mariah, girl, what, what? Acting, she go. This what this the part to kill me because the whole episode was really about. It was primarily, uh, okay. Before we get to Mariah, Doctor Simone, 
you trying to force somebody to go into a voodoo shop who is clearly and staunchly against it is rude than a motherfucker. And you had no right to do that to Dr. Heavenly. And I think Dr. Heavenly is a whole asshole. But trying right. to force her to go into a voodoo shop to get a voodoo priestess to do voodoo on the group of friends to bring them closer together is both weird, creepy, invasive, and just complete line stepping. You don't have no right to do that. Like, Correct. if you wanted to do that, ask the whole group of girls, like, I think we should go to a voodoo shop and see if we could get a voodoo priestess to, you know, pray over us and ask the spirits to bring us closer together and see if everybody agree on it. Because the fact of the matter is most people don't know enough about uh, witches, witchcraft, voodoo, that type of stuff, and the type of stuff that is very historically talked about in Louisiana, specifically New Orleans, for you to act like they should be comfortable with it like that. Like, that right. was, to me, I feel like she was completely out of line. Yeah, you can't force nobody. You can't force nobody. Uh, so that is that. And then, uh, uh, goddamn, uh, quad and fucking. I'm so damn tired of Dr. O'Gree. Wait, before that, I'm so tired of them shaming Toya body like she weighs 600 pounds. Am I the only one that noticed that and feel like they super out of line for that? Yeah, they doing a lot. They doing a whole fucking lot. And like, I'm like, it, I when because I, I didn't watch it when it aired, which is why I didn't add it because I just watched it like maybe like yesterday. Yesterday yeah. I, think I watched it or whatever. Finally, yeah, cause we had to catch up because we didn't record yesterday. Yeah, um, but it's like, why are y'all always body shaming that girl? Cause she got a big ass. She can't do nothing about that ass. That's genetic. Right. That ain't number God. That ain't number grits, baby. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't look. That ain't nothing but cheese grits and bacon. Yeah, but they be acting like she weighs six hundred pounds. Toya is not fat at all. She's very shapely, if anything. Like one of the good things about Toya is she do got a nice body. She's not an ugly woman either. Actually, right. they wanted a. They actually wanted a more attractive reality TV cast, if you ask me. They not, yeah. they're not super ugly women, in my opinion. Yeah, so, I agree. And they look like they wash. So yeah, they do look like a clean bunch. Yes. See that. Uh, I'm uh okay. So in fairness, I feel like Quad is doing that thing that some women do, where they want a man to do something, but they can't really say what it is exactly. What it is exactly? Yeah. And so I can agree with that. Was called, when she when she was like, okay, you don't call me when you come home from work, and Doctor Greg read her for filth. I was like, ooh, 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 uh oh. That nigga said, I call. You don't pick up the goddamn phone. I call all the time. I call on my lunch break. I call on my way home. I call between patients. You don't answer the phone. It's going straight to voicemail. You cut your phone off. When you mad at me, you block my number. How? Who don't call? And she couldn't say nothing because she knew she was wrong. Yeah. Ladies, ladies, please. That is not okay. Uh, even when I'm mad at Mike, I don't block his number. Number has never been blocked in my phone. One, emergencies happen at the drop of a dime. So you can't, some happen to your spouse, some happen to your kids, some happen to your dog, your mama, your mama in law. You got the person blocked because you're in a petty mood. Then what? Right. Um, Quad do look like a person who don't return phone calls as well. 
Then it goes straight to it goes straight to voicemail and call. And call. Once she see that call ID, she like, nope. Yeah, so I felt like we finally got a side. We finally got Dr. Greg's side, and it's that uh, quiet do get some of what she want, and she don't uh, hint she don't want it for real. Well, you don't call when you coming home. You don't answer the fucking phone. If I call you every day, and if I call you seven days a week. And only two days out the week you answer. Guess who finna stop calling your monkey ass? This nigga. Correct. So I kind of feel that. Um, I do feel like um It's kinda like with um Dr. Simone. Ain't it Dr. Simone and her husband, the one that's the that, that's the cat dad? Ain't that yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like finally it's kinda like with them. It's like he got he got some points, she got some points. Um I I kind of feel like with Quad and Dr. G. I still, you know, I still think he like really trash for how he talked to her. But at the same time, like she do some things too, where it's like both of y'all need to work on this shit together. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. It's not no one sided thing in their marriages like they yeah. initially. And I also think that uh, what we with the previews next week with Doctor Simone and her husband, she called him mean, and I feel like how I feel like. Um, how nice do you expect a person to be to you when you are not showing up in your marriage? Like she came back from New Orleans. She came back from New Orleans and went straight to her other house. And he was like, okay, you going to come by and see the kids. And she was like, no, I'm not. Uh, I need to, uh, do some work stuff and get ready for work. Ma'am, ma'am, bitch. Beloved. Miss ma'am, bitch, honey, child, sugar. You have been out of town for a week and have not seen your goddamn kids and did not stop by to see your goddamn kids. That's not weird. Are you okay? No, the fuck you not. Like, is that, like, honestly, I'm asking, is that okay? Because I want to know, am I the one being an asshole? Because I feel like she was being a whole bitch. How do you not? And he was like, the kids haven't seen you. They want to see you. She was like, they'd be okay. They in good hands. What? Well, are you okay? No, the fuck you not. No, you are not being an asshole, Candace. That is weird as shit, and she's wrong for that. Like, how you how you tell your whole ass children, like, oh, y'all niggas be all right. What? And you huh? talking about your son finna go off to college, and you gonna miss him. What? Are yes. you okay? No, you not? Yes, I do understand why her husband may have the attitude that he currently has with her, because this woman does put everything before her family. And her life is different than Dr. Jackie's and it's how Dr. Jackie does not have any children. So she has a little more flexibility to not be home as much as Dr. Simone should be. Like this man, so Cecil is cooking, cleaning, doing homework, and he's still working his own full-time job because he ain't no stay-at-home dad or husband. He works as well. And he asked you to come by and see the kids because they want to see you. And you like, oh, that'll be all right. I'm about to go to bed. I gotta get ready to work in the morning. What? Right. Are you okay? That's a story from that's a story from family guy. What? What? Okay. Right. First of all, this first of all, this man's name is is Cecil. He gonna have some kind of meanness in him just by the virtue of having that old ass black ass name of Cecil. That's number one. If you ever listen to this, uh, Dr. Simone has been teaching you finding a motherfucker your old dad. He, he is a cat dad. Yes, he is. You was living the life. I, I agree. Uh, very well, black man. 
Yes. His black did not crack at all. Oh, uh, I think that's uh. His wife I, don't never be home to nag him. That's a movie. <laughs> that's what it is. That's how I'm about to be. Mike about to be like, you about to, you gonna come by and see your daughter? I'm gonna be like, she all right. She in good hands. <laughs> she all right. She, you, you know how, look, you know how to I'm whip up, whip up the risotto. Right, I'm about to get my own apartment tomorrow and be making risotto. It's, it's, Chilean sea bass. <laughs> I think that's well, that's all pretty much it. What I got for uh, yeah, oh, uh, right. constant victim girl by you didn't say so much mean shit about quiet bitch. I wouldn't be your friend either. Was around there telling people she was homeless and using her license plate number as her address and PO box and this that and the third. Bitch, ain't nothing to be friends about after you exposed that much of my personal business to people because I remember how furious Mariah was in one of the first seasons when Toya or one of the other girls that was not a quad told the other girls that uh, one of their kids was adopted. Right. So Mariah, you, Mariah is the... <laughs> right. Mariah is the queen of dishes, can't take it. It's Mariah... <laughs> I... <laughs> Mariah is how a lot of people on Twitter are being mean as fuck and then want to play victim when the mean that they have perpetrated um, for years is coming back uh, to bite them. That's Mariah. Yeah. yeah. When you do clownery, <laughs> that's what you get. So yeah, Mariah is Mariah's a whole ass weirdo. Like I, I think was it you or Curtis, one of y'all who said last week, like she did, she just there for a check. Yeah, it was me and Curtis. She just there for the check. Yeah, she just there for the check because it's like, girl, you know damn well why most of these women do not fuck with you. You know damn well why you talking about you just mm-hmm. you up here talking about let's just move forward. No, bitch, some things we just can't move forward from. Correct. Um, but I think that's it. That's all I had. Uh, for yeah, Mary let's go on to uh, uh let's. Shoot to Black Ink real quick. Yes. Uh, and then we then we wrap up with that. Uh, we let we are kicking the door with the end of Mary the Medicine like Tara did. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I'm about to focus my whole thing uh on um Dragon Big Fish Productions, I believe, because uh I can tell that they've done a lot to piece this storyline together because that's just when come back. Like you mm-hmm. could tell they were scrambling for storylines because now all of a sudden we got an emotional storyline from people we never got emotional storylines from before. Right. Teddy, Teddy cousin in jail, male having tax problems, uh Caesar got UTIs, uh uh Sky and these adopted ass kids. Uh like we getting a lot that we wouldn't get if Duchess and Caesar was still the focal point of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that said, I wish they would bring back Puma and Sassy and reignite that beef versus giving us a bunch of half cock stories that have holes in them. One, like we said last week, this shit with Teddy Cousin, it sucks that his cousin has been in jail all this time to get a bond hearing, but you're not going to tell us that two, your cousin was outside with two other people doing absolutely nothing and got arrested for a, a murder connected to gang violence. No, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. Right. We, we, you, I'm, you're not, you're, you're I'm not, not going to play the game with you. You're not finna sell us that with Mar Johnson. 
You're not gonna you're not gonna sell us that one. And yes, we know the the justice system corrupt. This we know. But we also know how bad gang violence is in New York, in Chicago, in Cleveland, in California, in 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 parts of Miami, and in, in parts of uh, even parts of Atlanta, parts of Texas, New Orleans. This shit is is happening. So you're not gonna tell us that y'all was just chilling on the stoop doing absolutely nothing, and they pinned a murder on y'all and then tied it to gang to gang violence. Right. So uh, that's that that's a lot for me. And then, uh, uh, I, real quick, don't don't lose that train of thought. I would just like to say, uh, nigga, fucking Caesar acting like it's the end of the goddamn world because he got a UTI, nigga. Really? Nigga, do what every hood nigga do when he get a UTI. Get drink some ocean spray cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink some cranberry juice, nigga. Motherfucker. That's, hey. that's every that's every hood nigga response to a UTI is cranberry juice. No, it don't. No, it don't. What might say? Hold on, I ain't catch that. What might say? Cranberry juice kill everything. No, it don't. <laughs> that's how you know Michael Hood booger right there. <laughs> Project baby, it's not Robitussin. <laughs> Probitussin, Project Robitussin. <laughs> you are so greedy. Now let that go. Eat him cereals. Oh mm. man, it's good. Ooh. So, so that, so yeah, so that. See, we can't count on Donna. Uh, storyline being a bit extra because that whole thing with like her uh, that's been going on for a couple yeah. seasons yeah that's been going on for a couple seasons yeah. but yeah this this other shit though like uh, fucking uh, first of all I don't think Melanie owed no goddamn $30,000 in taxes or they just they just made up some paperwork because they didn't want to show the actual paperwork because that's not what tax paperwork looked like furthermore um yeah, I don't think she's made enough money as a tattoo artist to owe $30,000 in taxes. That's the other part. Unless she has never paid taxes and not even still, she could be tattooing for 10 years. Unless she was making over six figures in tattooing all of them 10 years, I don't think she owes no $30,000 in taxes. So I feel like that's a storyline that they, they created. And the paperwork, the paperwork looked janky because that's not how IRS paperwork looks. Anyway. She, she would have to be doing some Lauren Hill Type shit avoiding taxes. Yeah, dead ass. And then uh, they second, they maybe like we got shit in our names together. Y'all not married, so they can't even take shit from you. Right. Fucking weirdo. Then, this, this, this motherfucker said pulled up. We gonna live in an RV, boy. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why I can never mess with no white man because they get too fucking weird. This this motherfucker this this motherfucker pulling up in a goddamn RV talking about this is our new home. Melody looked at him like, boy. She gonna live in it though with her broke ass. Uh, I don't have nothing to say on the vagina slayer except for he weird. Yeah. And his tattoo's not that good. So I know Melody. I know again this is something that Big Fish crafted because one minute she said she found a hot tattoo artist on Instagram, the next minute his work trash. So his work looked the same on Instagram when he added me with his Instagram. Right. Shit trash. So, so you, you lying. But right. let's uh, sky, sky, sky. The theater. Yeah. The Shakespearean theater. Shakespearean. 
Yeah, like, you know, amazing. You got to hold the skull in your hand. <laughs> like the raven. <laughs> uh, Sky, you full of shit. Uh, let me tell you how I don't think this is the real adopted mom. Um, and if it is, um, something is not sitting right with me because, first of all, most legal adoptions have a clause or something in the paperwork about reaching out to the kids later on down the line. Like some adopted parents do not allow it whatsoever. And so the adoption agency can't give you any information on the kids to be able to reach out to them. Uh, Sky called this woman. Sky magically had this woman's number. Magically called this woman. Just out the blue. Out the blue. And this woman magically said, come on down, like it was a trip to Disney World. Right. Like she cooking things. Like she cooking Sunday dinner. Just like, come on down, girl. I'm having a fish fry. Y'all come on over here. Right. Bring bring the production crew in the camera. Come on down. It's fish fry for everybody. Bring the seed shit. Come on down. Yeah, so then when she get down there, uh, they living in this big house outside of Dallas with a pool in the backyard, pictures everywhere, blah, blah, blah. One son, sweetest pie, blah, blah, blah. The other son, not. Nah. Then they're spending the story. How convenient is it that magically the, the, the one kid dad came around a year ago and that's when everything went to shit and now he don't want nothing to do with Sky and dad was filling the son's head with bullshit and now he angry and the mom, the adopted mom haven't seen him in nine months and yada, yada, yada. Like, a lot of this is not making sense to me um, because I just don't understand the biological parents having such easy access to the adopted kids. I don't get that. Because legal adoptions, they limit how much information you have to the adopted kids. Typically, it's the adopted kids who have to make the first point of contact to get the information about their biological parents and not the other way around. Like that decision is typically left if they, they want to figure out who their biological parents are. Right. So I'm just kind of like, okay. But then um, I put a pin like, in there because I'm going to bring that back. I'm going to bring that back up when we get to the meeting with her son. But I feel continue. like they, I feel like they called the white, I feel like they called Gilbert Great Mom and was like, everybody get a check if you, if y'all participate. And everybody was like, fuck it, a check, a check is a check is a check. Let's go. And I feel like they all doing this to get a check. And the oldest son, like, bitch, no. Bitch, we've been seeing you on TV getting money. You just now trying to reach out to us because your show said you need a storyline because Dutch is quit. Fuck you. Like, that's, that's exactly how her son come across. And that's, listen, first, first of all, first of all, you cannot fake the level of disdain that was on Genesis' face, but that's that's what's up, no eldest. Yeah, that's oh, Genesis was mad than a mother. You cannot listen. That motherfucker, he had the look of disdain all on his face. You cannot fake that. That is not no shit for reality TV. That is not no shit for the camera. That nigga looked like he despises the ground that Sky walks on. And when Sky started these boohooings and this and this and this acting and these tears and all this that and the third, when she when she fucked around and said that I've been struggling and that nigga flipped. He like no he like no don't try to play this out like you a victim. You up and like you you magically care about us and all this that and the third when you've been out here living your best life. Yes, love it. Nigga. Her son was about to. I thought her son was gonna put hands on her. He was. He was about to knock the shit out of her. 
Listen, when your own listen, your own son, flesh and blood, he don't give a shit about nothing. But he got the disdain for you. He about to put hands on you, and then he, Scott, he he finna put hands on you, the 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 security, the production, the the producer, and he about to fight everybody. That nigga was about to go balls to the wall. He was listen. He it was like he was. He was he was like he was like Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards, just pulling out his sword, getting ready to fight all the cavalry and shit. That's that's how that how that nigga was. He was I I don't think I've ever seen somebody in recent memory that goddamn mad on reality TV. Nah, he was pretty angry. And I and I, and I understand. That's how I know. That's how I know Scott full of shit. Cause there ain't no way in here you gonna tell me the contrast from the one son being so. Um, happy to see her, nice and all this. By the way, her, her other son, he he is a he he is a he's a he's an he's an outstanding young man. I can tell he's he a nice kid. I think it's it's such it's such a contrast. Like he's such a nice kid, and then Sky's his mama. It's like what the fuck. But <laughs> you're not going to see her tell me her youngest is such a nice and gentle kid, and you know playing football and all this that and third. Then you get Genesis, and this motherfucker up here about to throw hands. No, Sky full of shit. That's too hard of a damn transition. And the timelines don't add up. At all. Because one minute you're saying that you had to get the kids up for the adoption and they have a senior solitary um, 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 caregiver and shit. Then it's come out that, oh, they were separated at birth and shit. Like, it's too much shit. Where the smoke does fire, now all this shit add up. And Genesis' reaction to her tears and her boo-hoo and all this shit lets me further know, in the words of Steve Harvey, lets me Further note, that Sky really just doing this shit for a storyline, and her son and Genesis don't appreciate this shit because it's like this is some real life beef that I got with you, and you playing this shit out on TV for a fucking storyline and shit. Yeah, he don't fuck with Sky at all, at all, nigga. You saw the face he was making, nigga. <laughs> he really had the, you know, when somebody lying to you and you sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, yes. He was, he was looking at her like, "Is you done? Is you finished? Yeah, oh, you done? Okay, cool, bet." Yo, that nigga was looking at her, and I'm talking about didn't blink, didn't change his facial expression, nothing. He was just you could tell, you could tell the the hate on his face. So yeah, that's how I know Skyrim the trash and just playing this shit out for a storyline. Yeah, she definitely was. Exactly. Now her son don't fuck with her at all, at all. Um, I think that's that's about it. Cause I think Scott that was Scott was the was was the juiciest part of this episode. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, finally, yes, boot camp. Yes, season finale aired yesterday, and at the end of every episode, they make the participants say, you know, okay, we gonna stay together or this the end of the road, yada yada yada. And so, finally. Uh, as the other couples are choosing, you hear car pull up, skirt, 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 Tara hop out. Uh, hello, uh, where's Peter? They go get Peter. She blasts off on a nigga. Why aren't you still discussing me? He like, I'm torn. She like, how you torn? I don't want you, Peter. How you torn between me, between Amina and somebody that don't want you? So then Listen. Peter comes, and he like, and so then Tara like, as a matter of fact, all this time you keep trying to get me back and I keep telling you to leave me alone. And Amina like, is that true? That's true, Peter? You keep trying to get back with her? 
This impersonation. <laughs> hey. Y'all know, know Amina got that uh that thumb sucker list. <sighs> so yeah. So she had tear bust up in there like playing no goddamn games. She came in balls to the wall. Yeah, she's sick of Peter shit. She wanted to be left the fuck alone. She is tired. Tired. She was reading that nigga for fucking filth. She called him a coward. Told that nigga, I don't want to be with no man who can't make a decision. Was like, how you swear you love me? Was coming home, fucking me raw. And then when it married her and was fucking her raw. And we pregnant at the same time. Like, whoa. Right. She, listen, she bared, listen. It, what, I think it was, what, the other day this, it said it was the 20, the 12 year, um, the 12-year anniversary of Mary J. Blige's uh, the, the Breakthrough album. Listen, Tara had a goddamn breakthrough. She was fed the fuck up. I don't blame her. Like, it's literally like, what Like, what more do we need to discuss? Because right. What more do you want from me? She And she asked him that. She and then the, the doctor asked him, like, what do you want from these two women? And this nigga couldn't even, this nigga didn't have a damn ounce. I'm like, Peter, you motherfucker. He is every bit of the coward that they said he was. Correct. Correct. He is he is every bit of the coward. Like they did not tell one lie about him. And he couldn't do nothing but just sit up there with the eye ass face. Cause he couldn't say shit. Nah, he ain't say shit. And he then say shit. and then he uh he all but did I just I don't know if I said, but like I said, he all but told Amina that if Terry would have took him back, they would have never needed to be a marriage boot camp. Cause he probably would have he probably would have divorced Amina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, you ain't tripping. He said that. You ain't tripping. Yeah. He all but, he pretty much all but said if like if Terry would take him back, he'd divorce Amina. Mm-hmm. Cause the doctor the doctor said that he was like Terry, did, I mean not, not Terry, but Amina, did you hear what he just said? She like, and, I heard him. I heard him. And and, and Terry just looking like Terry just looking like I just want both of these motherfuckers to leave me alone. Stop speaking on me like I'm doing uh like I'm doing you so wrong and shit. Right. When the problem is you, not me. That's what Tara, Tara and Tara said that like the problem isn't isn't me. It and honestly, she it isn't even Amina. It's you. Yep. Like you, you, you like when when Tara, when Tara ain't blaming Amina and, and is focusing on Peter. Like you know that's when she fed up. Yeah, she ain't had no she ain't had no smoke for Amina because she don't care. Right. So she's gonna be left alone. Correct. And that's why she was like, y'all on this show, ain't nobody told, y'all bringing my name up, but ain't, t- ain't told me shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, she meant that from her, from a deep spiritual place. Yes. You could tell, like, they heard her all the way from outside and then downstairs in the other <laughs> The other castman was just like, what? They look, they, hey, the other castman was like that blinking white man, uh, Jeff. They just like, what? They ain't know what the hell's going on. They ain't never. They ain't. You can tell they ain't never been around no no black people and heard a black woman's uh yeah like that when she fed up. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, they ain't never seen true black anger. Right. Hell hath no fury. Like a woman that wouldn't be left the fuck alone. Correct. Uh, yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Yep. So, uh, like Candace say, next week we trying to put together a um a, a New Year's holiday um special. Uh, hopefully we have our willing participants. Um, and we'll see what it folks' schedules is looking like. Um, so yeah, I think that's um that's it, uh, Candace. Yeah, that's it. We love y'all. Uh, we appreciate y'all for tuning in for riding this out with us. Uh. 
we wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy Kwanzaa if you don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah if you're Jewish and you're listening. Happy Festivus. Uh, just a happy holidays. Be safe. Enjoy your loved ones. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got for now. I uh, will see you back next week. Yep, and um, I second everything Candace said. Um, stop being weirdos on the internet. Um, um, get you some people that love that'll love you, and also love you enough to tell you when you're wrong, uh, because that's what loved ones are supposed to do. And yeah, um, be a greater hoe and not a hater hoe. And um, also, um, it also. Um, if you are a Nicki Minaj fan, stop being weirdos and jumping in people's mentions on the internet. Y'all font very aggressively over that woman, and I don't understand why. Um, but yeah, that's it. So until next week, we are out. Peace.